2: Well, if it isn't the Star-Spangled Man with a plan, what is your plan today? Up to Neverland! Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlanders. Sprinkle some of that pixie dust around. Think that happiest thought. And let's fly away to Neverland because, wow, we got a lot of stuff to go through. (laughs) And, well, who am I? I am, of course, I'm your head lost boy, Jeremy, also known as the Spider Pan. Hello. And, hey, looky there. Lost boy, Philip is here. Hello. Hello. And you know what? You can be a lost boy or a pixie as well. If you just go to NeverlandPodcast.com, join the Neverlanders, it won't cost you nothing except for come up with a good nickname because every lost boy or pixie has to have a nickname. And you'll note we don't have any lost girls because girls are too clever, they don't. Don't get lost But holy cannoli over the weekend Was the D23 Expo So there's Tons of stuff right there And I mean tons (laughs) And I mean the heavy kind of tons (laughs) I mean You gotta have a lot of pixie dust And hope is heavy thoughts to pick this tons of stuff off the ground There was so much stuff And I I wish they would have streamed more of it Because I got spoiled at Star, Star Wars Celebration They streamed the whole thing pretty much for you So you can sit there and watch it all day Disney didn't want to be that nice. They just... Oh, in about four hours, we'll stream another panel. But all the panels I really wanted to watch were not online. So I'm thankful for people who filmed it and posted it on YouTube. Thank you for... If you happen to have done that, whether I watched your video or not, thank you for doing it. Because I wanted to watch the Marvel panel. But I got a few things before we get into D23 that I want to jump into. Um, First of all... Holy cow. Last week... As soon as I published the podcast... I get on Facebook to promote, and after I'm seeing at PowerCon last weekend, Kevin Smith is the official showrunner for a new Masters of the Universe cartoon. I'm excited about that. And he even said he was going. He wants to pick up where the old cartoon left that, off.
1: That's the th- part I'm most excited about. I must admit, I did not, I I have not really enjoyed the uh, She-Ra anime. I haven't
2: <laughs> then they were when, yeah, I haven't even watched it. I, I
1: tried it. I, I didn't even make it through the first episode. I'm not a huge anime fan, but I don't dislike it. I just, I just I
2: well, care for this is going to be an anime style. The people who've been yeah. doing that Castlevania series are animating this, yeah. but the Castlevania series is excellent. Yeah, uh, my, I, I can't give it a full Neverland endorsement because language and yeah. wow. But I just <laughs> hope, I hope it's better than the She-Ra one. I really do. I yeah, I the, the I look of it, and I, it. I yeah, I like the
1: Voltron a
2: lot. I've watched one episode of that new Voltron. There's just I a need to come things. back and There's a watch it again.
1: Things about it I don't like. I, I but for the they
2: rearranged part, some of the people. Yeah, and I was here. like, oh come on.
1: But but some of that is because they're backing up some of the original stuff they did in Japan.
2: So yeah, I guess so. I mean, they're trying because it was them. it was like a completely different series in Japan. Apparently, yeah. So
1: they're trying to combine them. So that I can understand. But with He Man, I'm excited that we got our man. Yay! Put it all together. Fantastic. You know what I really want though. And this is just me being an absolute geek. I personally enjoy the Masters of the Universe movie. It's stupid (laughs) in so many ways. Yeah. I like it it in the comic books. Every once in a while, you'll look and you'll see uh, some of the characters from the movie in the background.
2: Yeah. I like that.
1: I'm Kind of hoping you'll get some of that in this cartoon just for the heck
2: of it, just for the heck of I, it. I want sure.
1: to see that. I want to look out and see some of those stupid characters. I just, yeah, to, I want
2: to just see just for grins and giggles.
1: Yeah, I want to see Blade. I want to see,
2: and Blade. you know, they're saying like 2020 is gonna be like the year of He Man because we've got another movie coming out. Although the guy that they cast, he's kind of small looking, but That's you know, what I mean. he can buff up. Yeah. So, well, I, I don't know anything about the guy, so we'll see how he is as He Man. Yeah, we don't know anything he may do good. like Brandon Routh is Superman. He yeah. we didn't know nothing about him and he looked really scrawny when we first saw pictures of him. Like, well, he's gonna to have to buff out, and he did, yeah, and he played Superman
4: again.
2: Yeah, he's going to be back. Yeah. So there we go. And, and it was a pretty good now, Superman. I'm looking
1: forward to seeing that, incidentally. Well, yeah. I, I, we're getting also talking. Yeah, about, but I'll come back. Well,
2: that. this we're still in host chatter, quote yes. unquote. Uh, this is where I just bring up a few things this week before we really get into the meat. Uh, also, we had the Spider-Man Panic this week. Oh yes! My gosh. And see I'm this freaking out. <laughs> this is why I'm very cautious yes. with news. And and I've even today saw people complaining. There's a lot of like especially Disney fan sites that are more like tabloids. Mm-hmm. They get a little piece of information a smidge. and they'll run with it and explode on it, and then other websites will start sourcing back to that website, even though they don't have a leg to stand on. For an example, like just, just over the weekend. There were sites, oh, yes, they, they, they we're waiting for the big Epcot announcement that they're going to have a Brazil Land and World Showcase. Didn't happen. But they were all over, like, this was the thing. And I even said, there's another website that says, oh, well, the guy that told us this is the same guy who told us this and this. Yeah, two other things that are still not confirmed. Yeah. And I get tired of it. They act like tabloids. Uh, now, so I was skeptical, like, okay, well, what's actually going on? So there are problems in the negotiations. The because de- the deal that Sony and Disney have had, well, with Marvel Studios, it's they've completed it with two two solo movies and all of the appearances in Phase Four. They're done. They need a new a, a new deal. I believe Sony wanted to come in with the same arrangement where uh they're they're both putting some money in and Disney's letting Kevin Feige come and produce. Disney still gets all the merchandising money though because it's still their character and Sony has film rights but not merchandising rights. Disney came in and said, well, won't we go fifty-fifty on the movie? And we'll put in fifty, but you put in fifty, we'll both get fifty-fifty out of the profits. Now and part of the things for Nora this to have gone through is that Spider-Man Far From Home had to make over a billion. It did. Yeah. Uh, So that means they can keep going forward. But now I've seen a lot of people blaming Sony, like, Sony, give us back Spider-Man. And other people, a few people saying, well, wait a minute, didn't Disney ask for more money? Because, yes, they did. Disney did ask for more money with wanting to go 50-50. And when you hear it, you think, oh, 50-50, that sounds fair. But when you take into account that Disney's getting all the merchandising yeah. money, even for film-related stuff, they don't need to go 50-50 on no. the film. So, the, the Sony movie has the rights. They should be able to make the money. And there's no reason they can't go into the same agreement that, that they've had for the last however many years. Bad. So, the it's not, it's not over and done. I mean, no one has said, no, we'll never do this again. Sony does have plans. They want to have at least two more movies. And if left on their own, they'll tie it right into Venom yeah. real quick. But... It will be a mess when you've, you've built so much in this last film of connecting it with Happy and with uh, Peter being the, the quote-unquote new Tony Stark. They've built it so much and they've had so much tie-in to the other characters that a Sony alone movie will be almost entirely different because they'll have to drop a lot of stuff that they've done connecting it with the other films. So they need to get their stuff together, and so there's still a chance that they're going to get their stuff together. So it's not a done thing, but everybody's just like, "Oh no, it's a horrible thing." No, that's the current deal is is off the table. I mean, but they need to just have a new arrangement. And I'm sure at some point somebody's going to be like, "We do better working this together than we do not," you know?
1: Well, it so just makes more sense. Uh, it makes sense to work together. I don't blame Disney for wanting more Spider-Man, but at the same time, they don't need it
2: right they, they don't they need it they so you know, much yeah.
1: they got so much i'm hoping they make a deal because to not have spider-man involved with marvel it'd be like not having mickey
2: involved with disney yeah and there's people being like why doesn't disney just buy sony that's how you fix the fox problem getting the x-men back that
1: does make some sense <laughs> and then you have venom and uh, or
2: at least i wonder if they can buy the rights back
1: that would be great from sony
2: I would, but uh, I don't know if Sony would want to do that because Sony's got plans to do more stuff with Venom, and if they lose all rights to, uh, to, the, to the Spider-Man related characters, because they even want to do a Morbius film.
1: Yeah, boy, I do wish they'd buy the rights to uh because that, to, to me, get it
2: back. Yeah, to me
1: to be honest with you, Venom was okay. I'm not putting down anyone who likes Venom, but it was just okay.
2: I didn't see it. it I was, didn't it want to. Just all
1: right. It was. It was like a horror film. But it, it's to me, Venom without Spider-Man is like. And no offense to those who are looking forward to the Joker movie, because I am looking forward to it. That but, does look good. But to me, having a Joker movie without... And I'm not saying that's not going to have anything to do with Batman, but it, I don't really care about the villains without the hero. It's yeah. just me personally. To me, the Joker movie, maybe it is, but it needs to be a build-up to the character who eventually will be fighting the yeah. hero.
2: And we'll I, s- and, we'll see.
1: And that's we'll kind of like with, while watching Venom, I enjoyed it. But I was more thinking... I'm hoping that this is going to lead to Venom fighting Spider-Man.
2: Yeah. I want a full-on maximum carnage type thing. I want to see Venom, Me Spider-Man, too. and Carnage, and throw it down. Me
1: too. I, That'd but, be awesome. I was looking forward to the whole. I just remember in the 1990s when Carnage was so huge mm-hmm. that everyone in Marvel was taking him on.
2: And so, at, well, oh, this summer apparently stuff's been happening, but I haven't been able to buy any stuff. But they've got yeah, a big Carnage summer
1: because I keep thinking at the end of the Venom film, and and, and spoiler alert, uh, spoiler alert. At the oh, yeah. end of the, the Venom <laughs> film, you do see a, a little hint of Carter's coming about.
2: Cleanus Cassidy Cleanus is there, Cassidy, played by Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson, and mm-hmm. I
1: love Woody Harrelson. I'm a big fan.
2: I wouldn't have thought he'd be a good choice, but after I thought about it, when I saw the clip, I was like, you know what? No, no man, He's that's... a good
1: actor, and I'll tell yeah. you what I love about him now more than ever. He's to the age, and there's something about being in your 50s, your late 40s, early 50s, all that kind of stuff. There's something about that age it, for actors. Who they they come back around usually? Yeah. It's really kind of a great age for those kind of actors. I love that, and he's at that age right now. He's having a good time. He's yeah. Fun. I mean, he's played not only was he in solo, which I think he did great in. Yeah. He got to play. He got to play uh,
2: Arty Bunker this
1: time. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's having a good time. Yeah. I'm loving it. Yeah. I mean, he did Zombie Land. He's he's having. A good I didn't time. see Zombie Land. Only I got to I see part of it because it's a season, good, yeah. I could handle the language. But he did a great job. He really did. He, yeah. And he's fun.
2: He's a fun guy. Another thing that popped out this week, and this would technically be almost like a Disney news, but Disney stores are going to be now located in some Target stores. Oh, good! Yay! So I guess it'll be like a like a section, probably like a Disney focused section inside a Target store. I guess is what it's going to be like. I'm hoping we get one in our local Target because I you know I have to drive into Kansas to go to a Disney store. Yeah. So that's that's a cool idea. I hope we get it around there. I don't know all the details on that, but that's some stuff that finally popped out so at B23. The, the
1: McDonald's or the Subways that are in
2: Walmart. And it might be like that. Yeah. Might be where there's a, like a full on Disney store, or it might be like a section of Target has become like the Disney store. You know, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, that's good though. I've only got light details at this. Like, holy cow! So that'd be great. I would hope they would build a full Disney store. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah, I would go work at one if I need a part time work. You know, I'm like, I want to work at a Disney store because I'm only making you know ten bucks an hour working three hours a day at a radio station for crying yeah. out loud. I'd go work it if they build a Disney store near the Target. <laughs> I'll go there. Heck yeah, man! Call me a cast member. Yeah, that'd be great. Man. Oh, yes. Uh, but <laughs> I think before we get too far into D23, I want to treat some of what we got D23 as a visit to the trailer park. All right, y'all. One more time. It don't matter what you look like. It don't nobody gonna sing with you. Okay.
0: The Neverland Trailer Park.
2: Okay, so the first big thing that I got to see, and oh my goodness, The Mandalorian I was excited for this anyway, but... Okay, so here's the thing. That looked like IG-88 to me. Yeah, it did. I think it is. I hope it is. And then at D23, amongst the cast that comes out other than the Carl Flippin' Weathers, heck yeah, Yeah. but... Taiku Wikiti, and I'm probably saying his name I'm entirely wrong. Taiku Wakiti, you know the the direct, writer director of Thor Ragnarok. He's yeah. so funny, and oh, he was he was so great as the the rock guy. I never remember the yeah. name of. He's so funny. He comes out at D23, and he's talking about being a droid. I have a feeling he might be. How cool would that be? If he's IG80, and it looks like IG88 is going to be running around with our our lead character. Yeah. It, this isn't Boba Fett, is it? No, it's not Boba oh, Fett. Okay. This is after Return of the Jedi. Oh,
1: okay. But see,
2: how this is the, well, it looks dark too because Stormtrooper the, the, heads the, the, on this spikes. Is the preview that I saw, uh, it looked like
1: a, a full blown film. It, it, Good quality, it's, it's quality. And, yeah. And I to, help to go back and, and look, man, I'm old, I'm, I'm, and, and if you're older than me, I'm not putting you down. But I just turned 43 a couple weeks ago, and I am. Uh, I love my age, honestly. I really do. I got no problem with that. But that being said, I come from a time that there were a couple of Star Wars uh, TV movies that were made called
2: Ewok. Yeah, the adventures. Ewok Adventures. Yeah, I loved
1: them. They were horribly fun, and I say horribly fun in two different ways. They were fun as a kid, but they were also horrible.
2: And, and, <laughs> I don't think I've seen one in completion.
1: Oh well, they're, they're bad. But I want,
2: thats why I haven't watched one I in want
1: completion. To I want to buy them on
2: DVD. They are really horrible, but they're well, it was like the Ewok it's, Adventure, oh, and then it was, what was the other the, one. Uh, the, uh, oh, uh.
1: They're bad. the Ewok Adventure. But it was really fun. I mean, they're bad. <laughs> but this is nothing like that.
2: And not the good kind of bad.
1: No, yeah.
2: But- <laughs> this looks...
1: Hey, but one of them does have one of my favorite actors in it. Uh, uh, oh, can't even think of his name right now. Mr. Oatmeal. Uh, the, Wilford Brimley? Wilford Brimley
2: is in the second and with one. With his diabetes? Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's in the second one. <laughs> Which I gotta say, I've been eating a lot more oatmeal here yeah, lately, he is. and my blood sugar's getting better more <laughs> <laughs> under control. You guys. but Wilford
1: Brimley is in the second one. He's great in that thing.
2: He, because he's Wilford Brimley.
1: He, he sells the whole thing, I'm telling you. He sells, <laughs> you gotta That's see. Great. Anyway. Uh, this one is nothing like that. This
2: is so good. Looking. This looks so yeah, good. and it looks kind of kind of dark. I mean, even at, when you look at this trailer, there's a dude that he pulls on a rope or knocks over into a quick tight doorway, and then shoots the doorway to make it close. And the camera cuts away as this doorway is gonna. Clothes, and I figure it's going to cut this dude in half. Whoever oh he's. Oh my gosh!
1: It's
2: like this is going to be a little dark. I think. And
1: it says a series, like a little grimy. A is it's that a,
2: right? it's a flat out series. And awesome? the idea of this, um, John Favreau came up with it. I love that guy anyway. Oh, me he, too. It, you know, but he went to Kathleen Kennedy and said, after Return of the Jedi, you have a period of time where there is no government, there is no control. Yeah. You've got the Wild West. Oh well, yeah. And what George Lucas envisioned with Star Wars was it's Wild West with Samurais. And you kind of see that in the first film. Yeah. And he's like, let's go, get back to that. Where we have a samurai, kind of wandering samurai character in an old west. Anything goes. There are no rules anymore. And she said, have you talked to Dave Filoni? Yeah. So, get him together with Dave Filoni, who's already done some great series yeah. stuff. And that's how this series came to be. So,
1: <gasps> You don't want to see it. Just, just, just me being absolute nerd, okay? Yes. But this I'm, is like, absolute fantasy here, but... I wish that we could get Clooney <laughs> Just to walk in as a character. Yeah, well, that, but I wish we could get him also to direct mm. a Star Wars. Mm. Could you imagine him making mm. a Western-type thing? You know, Oh, man. That would be outstanding. He would be the greatest. Mm. I would love to see him come out there, let me tell you something, punk. <laughs> that
2: would be the best. That would be awesome. And I still, I'm wondering, wouldn't it be something if you're, I don't know what the name of the main character is, this Mandalorian guy. But if he finds out that Boba Fett is in that Sarlacc pit, it would be kind of cool oh. if he goes and gets Boba Fett out of the Sarlacc pit. That would be great. Do you, <laughs> do you remember the old
1: comic book when you found out? Did you ever see that one? I don't know. Was... There was an old comic book that we had. I mean, my cousins and all, we read, I, gosh, it must be the, the Star Wars comic book. Because we, we used to get them in the mail, you know. The and, old Marvel ones. Oh, yeah. And we read that one. It had to be 100 times. And this is the one where Boba Fett got out of the pit. Because he got burped out, I swear to you. he got burped out. <laughs> yeah, he got burped out, belched out, uh, and but by the end of it, he's fighting Han Solo and Leia on top of one of the jaw wall, uh rider. What do you call those brown rider things? And uh, like a sandcrawler, sandcrawler. Yeah, that's it, sandcrawler. He's fighting on top of that, and by the end of it, it goes into the pit, and he goes back in.
2: Oh, jeez!
1: Because <laughs> Han and them are yelling, and he goes right back into it again. So anyway, that's what happened.
2: Okay, so uh, we're, let's move on here, I guess. So Lady and the Tramp, coming exclusively to Disney+, Plus, will be available on November 12th when yes. it releases. A live-action remake, which the obvious blaring thing that's kind of weird is you've got a mixed-raced couple set in the early 1900s, like Louisiana. Yeah. Um... Sad to say it, but at that time in history, that would not have flown.
1: No, they would, unfortunately, it wouldn't have been the case. It looks like they're doing a show.
2: Yeah, it might be pretty good, but they, they better have done a good job because I love that movie. Oh, I love it. I love the Dickens out of that. Yeah. And they've already, uh, one thing Bob Iger did say at D23 is their, re- their remakes, they feel the reason is because they, they have to, quote unquote, modernize or whatever and put the to more modern sensibilities, which is why Jock is being gender swapped. Uh, and of course, uh, uh, Darling is that's the only name we have, is Jim Deere and Darling, really, isn't it? So, and Darling's being racially swapped. Uh, that way, of course, Aunt Sarah is racially swapped because it makes it more diverse or whatever. So, apparently, that's what, quote unquote, we needed with the old classics. Actually, the old classics are fine the way they are. Yep. You want some diversity, make some new stuff, which, oh, by the way, they are going to finally make something new, and we're going to talk about that because, yes. thank goodness, because it's been since Moana, we've gotten an original. Non sequel, non remake, Disney animated, you know, film. Thank goodness. Yeah. So there is stuff, and it's like, yes, do it the right way. We, you know, because right, I'm going to say stuff now. Like Heather and I were even just talking about this with all the remakes that, and even before I saw anything about the what's coming next year, it's like, you know, Disney, if you want to have some more diverse things, there are fairy tales and folklore from all over the world that yeah. you haven't touched. That's right. It's mm-hmm. like. Go and explore stuff from India or Asia, all over the place, other than Europe. Tell us those stories that we don't know. That'd be great. Yep. And they're kind of doing that, although I think this is a completely original story. But uh, they did, you know, well, I'll go ahead and say it. it's Raya and the Last Dragon. And all we got is kind of an animated still frame. But it's like a, a fantasy, like South a Southeast Asia fantasy fantasy. Don't know much about it, other than you got a you got a like a warrior character, and uh, I guess it's supposed to be a female, and she's riding around on this cross between an armadillo and a turtle. Oh! But and there's a dragon, this really neat kind of water dragon. That's a really cool. I think named Susu. I think I saw a thing. Awesome! Thank you Disney for finally giving us some original stuff. And so yes, if you want to make a more diverse thing, tell us stories we don't know from around the world. I'm so happy with that one. I can't wait to see some more stuff of it. So, but yeah, side note, I was gonna talk about that, talk about it later. But but coming back, like you know, they're they're remaking stuff for that reason. I'm like no, you know, if you're gonna remake something, you need to remake it because you feel like you could tell the story better. Yeah. Not just because, hey, money and, and, oh, well, this we didn't think this story was diverse enough. Let's redo it so it's more diverse. Like, no, just leave that alone and just make new stuff that is more diverse. Like, good example, Star Wars. They realize, hey, there's all these other planets. We could be a lot more diverse. And they are. And it works in Star Wars. You, like, there you go. Like, take that example and just, like, let's just make new things.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I just think that they need to go back and retell the stories of the Wookiees and make different color hair.
2: <laughs> that would be kind of cool, actually. Do some more Wookiee stories, you know. Make all them uh, people of the Christmas There's special happy hair, and really hair, make it...
1: Darker hair, lighter hair. And they
2: have stupid names, like in the holiday special, yeah. like Itchy. It's,
1: it's itchy, it's scratchy. <laughs> itchy, scratchy show.
4: But anyway, so Lady and the Tramp,
2: it does look very cute. Yeah. And I am going and to uh, watch it. Of course. I I probably, but here's the thing. I feel like a broken record because don't we all end up saying that, oh, I liked it, but I still love the classic more? Usually. Don't we all end up saying that? Except maybe the kids because they don't grow up with it. But if I had kids, I'd be showing them the old classics and I would show them to that person like, here's the original one. Because you're talking, especially with Lady and the Tramp, they've dug back to Walt era stuff like they did even with you know Cinderella and they're just even talking there they're they're working out to do a live action snow white and like that was walt's first animated oh, yeah. feature careful so that. like let's maybe leave that alone yeah I, in fact anything Walt era i almost feel like if if walt had his fingers on it let's not touch it because it was done walt's way yeah, and if that's our intention to keep everything walt's way maybe we'd leave it alone It's
1: fingerprinted in my opinion
2: yeah but I'm still gonna watch this. Oh, me too. I, as much as I rail against, like quit remaking stuff. I still go. And I still no, watch I'm them. Not going on. And I still have enjoyed. I think maybe half of them. They've got a
1: center their finger, and they know. It. I know.
2: They know it, that's man. A, that's the thing is that I, I feel like I'm a, a, a. I don't know what the word would I be. be.
1: Critical, but yeah, I know what you mean.
2: Um. Where if Disney does it, I'm going to check it out, except for like some Disney channels. There are some stuff I don't worry, like high school musical, the series, the series or the musical, the series, the musical, whatever the heck that's called. Don't care.
1: You're kind of in the situation I'm in. I'm a pastor of a church. And there are some things I know are not going to be biblical, but I have to watch them because people are asking questions about <laughs> it. And you're kind of in
2: that situation. But there are it. stuff I tell people I'm not going to watch. I yeah. have no interest yeah. in High School Musical. I'm not going to watch that series. I'm High probably School not going to watch the Lizzie McGuire series either. I didn't watch it in the first the first go-round. I wasn't really that inter- interested in it. High School, School it. Musical. What are we talking about? <laughs> I, well, I didn't, and I didn't really want to. Uh, yeah, so my, my wife did, so
1: I watched so, it. So, yeah, we'll
2: blame it on her.
1: <laughs> they were that so, they were bad. They weren't
2: that bad. But we're getting into the details. 23 stuff I didn't mean to get into, but okay. So Lady in the Tramp, I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna watch it just because I love the classic. Yeah. So I don't think I'm gonna like well, it as I, much, but this does look really cute. I, but one thing, I hope they had the cheese. The I believe the songs will be there. Yeah, I hope so. But I, the the animated talking on a live action dog doesn't quite work. It looks like remember cat? Did you see cats and dogs? I cute and funny movie but oh, you know they oh, was... That's what the talking it, it doesn't look it believable. It yeah. looked more real to tell you the truth in this Lion King movie it will seemed more real but they focused so much on making them more like an animal but I could believe I they were I could believe they were talking it it kind of worked. This I don't know the one shot we get of Tramp talking is something it looks just not quite right and they might be still working on it they got a couple months before this is released so they might be still making some tweaks I don't know but we'll we'll see yeah. I, I'm hopeful that I at least enjoy it yeah and it does look really cute so but I love that classic I mean that's the one I when we rented it we watched it three times that night
1: yeah
2: I love that movie
1: I own that that's a
2: great it's a great great, great, great classic you movie. can't beat it it's a, it's it's a oh it, it is a good one It's yeah. a good one uh, but then the other thing we've gotten to see coming as an exclusive that also will be as a release thing, a Christmas movie that the trailer gave the entire story away, except for the ending that we can predict where Noelle Kringle will become the new first female Santa, which we've seen like That's Santa awesome. Baby. Uh, if you've seen Elf, if you've seen the Santa Claus, Fred, what a, Claus. Fred Claus, or even what was that animated one where we had the, the little brother oh, of uh, Santa uh, when they were inheriting? Satan. So what was that? I have It was an anime. It was, it was pretty cute. Yeah,
1: it's was, it was not bad.
2: But I feel like we've already seen this movie before, so I really, I kind of like a big maybe. I, it lo- it might be funny, so I might no, go ahead and watch it if no, I need no, a laugh. No, but I, given the option, I'd rather go watch that Kurt Russell movie from last year.
1: Yeah, that <laughs> one was great. That, yeah, and they're bringing a second one out of that. Really? Yeah, they're making a sequel.
2: Okay, see, there's something I'll probably watch, and if I get bored, I'll go watch Noelle. I don't know
1: if it'll be out for this year or not, but but they are making a sequel to it, so
2: that's awesome. Because Kurt Russell, oh, you gotta love Kurt Kurt Russell. He's a Disney legend anyway. He is. I love that man.
0: Spanning the Disney and Geek universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland.
2: Alrighty, D twenty three, this is where our, our big content here. Alright, we already mentioned high school musical, the musical, the series. Fine. And instead of being a reboot or anything, it's it's a mockumentary about a high school huh. who's going to perform the high school musical musical. Really? And they're doing it as a series.
1: Huh, that's weird. Yeah. I don't know
2: how to, to describe this weird. Hillary Duff is coming back as a grown-up Lizzie McGuire who still has an animated voice in her head. Interesting. So that's still going on. That's weird. But, okay, I, I forgot what it was called. I think it's like Muppets Now. Yeah. This is going to be an unscripted Muppets show done in the vein of like late night TV, I guess. Oh,
1: that's
2: be- Where they can have celebrity guests or whatever and they're, they're unscripted.
1: Yeah, oh, that's fine.
2: And hopefully that works out great. And because I, I, I'm hoping the current Muppet performers are great improv comedy oh, guys, oh. I hope they are because they got to bring it. Yeah. But Muppets sometimes are better when they are scripted because yeah. they can choreograph their mayhem. Yeah, that's you know. Right. So, but either way, it's the Muppets. Yeah, and so I'm in. I'm you know, in. Man, I love the Muppets. Bring I it. Love them. Ooh, and then also and people got kind of all in a tizzy about this too but there was there was a secret announcement going to be made on Thursday oh a secret announcement oh my goodness I wonder what this is and there's people who built it up uh, huge some
1: people's imagination goes so far
2: yeah and Perfect. what it turned out is actually I think pretty cool a documentary series called One Day at Disney about the cast members. I think that's cool. I think it's fantastic. fantastic. I'm excited. Me too. But people were so mad they thought it was gonna be some big power announcement. I'm like and what I wanted to say is like you remember when Marvel did that countdown? And it turned out, oh, yeah, uh, was it J.J. Yeah. Abrams was going to write a uh, Spider-Man that's comic cool. or something, which, yeah, that's pretty cool. But when you do a countdown, it builds it up to where I'm thinking something huge. Yeah, I remember that. Disney didn't do a countdown for this. Somebody just leaked the fact that they were going to have a secret announcement at D23. Yeah. And people exploded that. I'm like... They did. Disney didn't do it. You did it.
1: Yeah.
2: You made it into something. You made it into something. And, but you know, since I didn't follow your overhyping, I was actually excited about this. Yeah. And I'm still excited. And I, I guarantee you, if you take the time and just watch it, you're going to like this. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited about that idea. Oh, but what I'm also super excited for, and also, oh, I should have showed There's a trailer for this now, too. The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Oh! <gasps> Oh, and what it is, it's what it is, is Jeff Goldblum in in this trailer says, well, there's stuff in the world I don't know. So come with me. We're going to go learn stuff about the world. And Jeff Goldblum, yes, everybody Uh, does. uh, The way that he talks, uh, uh, he, he's, well, of course, he's different when he's acting yeah, compared but, to when he's normal. Uh, but
4: still, but it's still I, there. I
2: love him. Yes,
1: I, I would love for him to read the Bible. <laughs> so this is
2: <laughs> this is like the, one of the greatest ideas for a like a live action follow a celebrity around type yeah. of show ever is him going out and exploring the world doing few, things. Oh my gosh! There are a few people that I would love to, to hear them talk him. Christopher Walken, Arnold <laughs> <Otto> Schwarzenegger—that <laughs> would be great. But a Jeff Goldblum series—that's great. I'm so excited. Just Jeff Goldblum getting to be himself because no. he's a lovable type of guy. How can, how can, how can you I not love that, that guy? That's I mean, seriously. Oh man! All right, now we got this three Marvel series, well, two Marvel series. Sorry, coming up here. Well, we I mean, we already know about What If and Wandavision, which I've learned a little bit more about Wandavision. No, so that's mean, actually meant to be a comedy. Really, It's going to be a comedy. They said they want it to feel like the Dick Van Dyke show. And apparently they even have this poster. I've seen the image of this poster where it's it's uh, it's Wanda and Vision. and it's uh, But it looks like a 60s sitcom. And they said they want it to feel like the Dick Van Dyke show. And oh my gosh, that, that's a different spin on it than I expected. Yeah. Yeah, so this is going to be funny. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, it'll be a lot different. Than it's I nice to find, you know, then we did learn a little something about what if they showed an image of Peggy Carter as a Captain Britain. Oh, like a what well, if of that happened?
1: Funny, it's funny because my upcoming sermon, I'm actually going to mention what if the old comic books. You know? <laughs> that's very interesting.
2: So that's that looks kind of cool. Some more, but Ms. Marvel, the new current Pakistani. Uh, She's not quite fit, Mister Fantastic, but she's close enough. Yeah, huh? She's stretchy and shape shifting, and I don't really know much about the character personally. I've seen more cosplay of Squirrel Girl if they want to get into a newer girl character. Huh. Where's the Squirrel Girl series? I think that would go over yeah. well. I'm not familiar with the character, I but don't I've seen sure. so much cosplay of Squirrel Girl that apparently she's super popular. I think they should do that, Ms. Marvel. I'm like, oh, okay. I'll check her, it out. Yeah, I don't know much about the this. Movie. Is this is the new Ms. Marvel, and she's kind of stretchy and huh, okay? I know much better. Moon Knight though. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't know how you don't do this as dark. Yeah. Like Daredevil series dark. This is Mark Spector, who... Is he really imbued with power from Egyptian gods, or or is he just crazy? Don't know. Yeah. He's got some multiple personality issues, but he can be brutal. He's like... He is more a legit like a Batman-ish character yeah, he, uh, in the Marvel universe cuz he's got money and he's got weird gadgets and stuff and he's kind of got a cool costume and he'll beat the living star saw him out of a people.
1: Spider-Man issue when I first saw him.
2: Uh, I think I first saw him, him on a collector 90s. card and I was like who's this guy? He yeah, looked cool. Yeah. And I think I have seen some comics and he does pop up in a, a Spider-Man game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Web of Shadows he does pop in there and there's kind of some fun with the fact that he are you for real? <laughs> like you're a little crazy. So Awesome, but then Ewan McGregor also did come out another Disney Plus series, which has been rumored and bandied about, and I don't know what angle they're taking. Ewan McGregor is coming back to be Obi Wan Kenobi yes. in his own
1: series. That's that's about time. But
2: but what are they gonna do with it? Is it gonna be Clone Wars era? Because uh, his time on Tatooine, the way that seems to be canon to me, he's he's a strange old hermit. He's hiding. He's not using the Force. And that's why his powers kind of dwindle. His power is a weak old man because he's hiding. Yoda, because he's so powerful, goes to, to uh, uh, Degova because there's so much life and so much the force there. He's hidden away from Vader. Obi-Wan knows Vader would sense his presence, so he doesn't use his abilities and he backs off there on Tatooine. So what is this series going to be? I don't know.
1: The good thing is, is because we don't know, if there's so much that could happen. Someone could have gone, done something we don't
2: even. know Because apparently with this and Andor series, are they're, they, they're, uh, him and the, uh, that, that, that I forgot the actor's name, and then Alan Tudek who's of course K two S O. They came out and said that they're going to do stuff to make him look younger, because it's a prequel to Rogue One for their series. So what if they're going to do Ewan McGregor make him look younger? I would actually be super thrilled if they found a way to do him with uh, Qui Gon. Somehow again, I would love that a series. Their early adventures. There's so much, oh, so much oh oh. going
1: that I would love to see. I would say continue, yes.
2: Uh, Even if they just did it animated, and then you yeah. have Liam because Liam Neeson would, first would do all, it again. You he know, the
1: man. Yeah, and, uh, but I would love if because first of all the wig and all that stuff and stuff you do with the computer and all. i love yeah, to it see can make this, him look younger. I would love to see
2: story the story
1: of Liam. Yeah, <laughs> Qui-Gon. No kidding. The story of William. No, the story of
2: Quagga. A Qui- Yes. So, exactly. hey, Dave Filoni, get on that, please. Qui-Gon, the series. That's it. So, But I, I don't know exactly where they're coming from. With the, They're going to start filming it next year. But an Obi-Wan series, either way, I'm happy about it. I, if they do a thing where he is trying to hide out, and they make it like a samurai western on Tatooine, where he's being a hermit, but he wants to help the people of Tatooine, but he's got to do it in a way he doesn't. Yeah, Suddenly, bing, Vader says, I sense a presence on Tatooine, yeah. my old planet and he well, goes because worse. are we know that's going to
1: come up at some point I'm not even sure how it's
2: yeah they're going to have to figure out something with that because hopefully we get another solo movie but we don't know now so but anyways moving on Pixar have you got to see some stuff for Onward I'm not oh my gosh okay so Tom Holland and Chris Pratt are these brothers on a fantasy really? world that has become the modern world they're both elves and they, they have to go run an errand. But Chris Pratt's character, the older brother, is like, we're on a quest. Oh, I have seen that. Yes. Yeah. And they showed some more pictures. They, they came out. I'm super excited. But something I did not know anything about. Soul. Soul from Pixar. So, and I love the way uh, Pixar came out and says, oh, by the way, we have two original new movies. Uh. He kind of put emphasis on there, like, hey, Pixar's making you some new stuff. We're not remaking and making sequels. Yeah. Thank you, Pixar, for poking a little bit at Disney saying, hey, you guys need to get on it. So, Soul is about an area where your soul would be before it lands to you. Or after you die, your soul goes back, or whatever. It's So it's fantasy. Yeah, uh, And it follows around this uh, guy who wanted to be this uh, like jazz musician. And I can't remember who it is playing this thing, uh, you know. But he dies in some sort of horrible accident before he can make him a success. And so his soul pops over back over to all the other souls. And the designs of the souls look like something out of Casper. They're cute.
1: Oh, yeah. Kind of, okay, yeah.
2: But that's about all we know. Oh. But they're they're... They're saying, hey, you know what? We need to meet some more diverse stories. Let's do something with more of an African-American kind of blues culture. Thank you, Pixar. That's the way to do it. Yeah,
1: make up something.
2: Make something new. Although there are going to be a few white characters, I guess, yeah. too. Uh, I, I forgot I this one actress who's going to be a soul who's been waiting over a thousand years or something to get put on Earth as a human. and oh, hasn't I yet. the
1: actress. I'm like, well, I'm impressed. <laughs> no, not the
2: actress. Yeah. That'd be one old actress. Um, but I forgot who that is, but I'm like, you know what? Cool. What? That's, no, that's, <laughs> that's the way to go, Pixar. That's the way to go. If you want to more diverse things, come up with great stories that really showcase those cultures yeah. and tell us stories that we don't already know. Thank you. I, I'm excited. That's going to be cool. Now from Disney animation, Frozen 2, uh, the only thing I want to mention is we have found that there's a voice for their mother. Oh, really? Now, maybe some, pe- some people have speculated it's a flashback. Some people have speculated maybe she survived. Because we've also got another guy who's like a soldier, but they were supposed so to be in some sort of a war. So we know a little bit more about some other story. Now, I'm I, if, if it turns out like their mother's alive and the reason that their parents had left was there was some sort of war or something, I'm intrigued by that idea. I would like to see where that came from. And I'd also like to see to find out a little bit of why... Elsa has abilities, like maybe she's not really their complete daughter, but they were the guardians of her, and she's something interesting.
1: That, to me, would be very
2: cool. They'd that would be cool. If that's where they're going, I'm would be. i interested in that idea. So so
1: I, I think if they do the whole mother thing, like you were saying, I think that would be a wise way to go. Yeah,
2: I'd it. like to see them go and find that their mother is actually still alive.
1: Yeah, because that, and that and would be a like very wise
2: way. That would be fun. interesting to find out, like, the journey to go find their mother and what happened uh, and, and the secret of Elsa's magic because her, her magic does not make sense. Let's place it. Yeah. But anyways, I, want, I didn't nothing. want to spend too much time on that one. I want to move on because Frozen yeah. 2, I'm not that interested. Yeah. But Raya and the Last Dragon, and I already talked about this. I'm intrigued. It's, it was like an interesting idea. But we don't know anything other than Southeast Asian fantasy. The look of it was beautiful. Oh, this it's, it's, it's All we got to do got, is a piece of animated artwork. looked really cool. I'm excited because I I like that style of movie. Like Mulan was great, and then uh, Kubo and the Two Strings. I like that culture brought out in animation is usually fantastic. So I'm excited, looking forward to it. And it's
1: also an answer to How to Train Your Dragon. It's kind of a it's kind of a, got it a whole. Uh, it'll because it's going to
2: gonna have out. some dragon thing, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, How to Train Your Dragons is a great the, series of cool, movies, wonderful, yeah, they're fantastic. So that's I think that really puts uh, Disney on the game. It's like you got to be that level. So, plus, heck, they've even got uh, the people who did How to Train Your Dragon are coming out with that. That uh, I think it's called Yeti, which oh, looks really cute. Yeah, I want to see it. It looks like fun. Now, another thing from Disney live action, and I think I thought I heard something about they're going to make two of these at least, but we know at least we've got the Jungle Cruise movie oh, with really? the Rock. And Emily Blunt.
1: Well, that'd be fun.
2: And it's supposed to be a comedy adventure.
1: Now that see, it has to be. You it Has do to a be serious
2: thing on that. I don't know any more than that, other than like the Rock is like a Jungle Cruise skipper. Well, no, he he takes people so. on tours. Yeah. I'll
1: see you that.
2: And then Emily Blunt is supposed to be, I think, like a researcher. Or she's she's, she's there fun. searching. She needs to go somewhere, and he's taking her, and they're gonna have a wild, fun adventure in the jungle. Yeah, seems fun. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. I I'm predicting that now. It's <laughs> gonna be fun. I I want to see some trailer stuff. I don't know when we get to seeing it, but I think we're expecting that to come around like next spring, next summer, something you like that. They've I, been working on it for I'll tell a while.
1: I want to see, I want to see a tiki room movie. That that would be a blast. I don't have to be in a room. That'd right.
2: be difficult.
1: But but wouldn't it be great if you how they go and catch the tiki birds? That
2: would be, <laughs> that would be great. well. You got enchanted tiki birds and stuff. Well, there's so much of that. I mean, they're they're, they're talking about doing a Moana, too, and even if you go like the That's intro true. of the the tiki room, there's all these different like old uh, Polynesian gods and stuff. Yeah there's so much more they could do if they go that route. That'd so I could see them doing some stuff with a Moana, too. Yeah. That's another fun. one of those times, like, well, I didn't really feel like I needed a sequel, but I could see Fine. them making some good yeah. stuff, because I liked Moana, and I would like to see more of that. Yeah. So that's a sequel that I'm like, I didn't know that I wanted, but I'm probably going to like it. Oh, The Rock, you know, he's great. He's my Plus, favorite part yeah, of the movie. Yeah, yeah, would be back best. in there. Okay, well, we got to get into some stuff about Disney Parks, uh, and I want to move along um Epcot is getting overhauled, pretty much. Really? They're transforming it. They've moved the, uh, they've they've changed the logo. It's all capital letters again, but it's yes. a, definitely a different new font for Epcot. Um, the big things. There was a big announcement for Ep- Epcot. Cherry Tree Lane, brother. <gasps> oh, oh yes, it can be added into the, yes. the British UK area. Oh, I gotta go. Cherry Tree Lane. Hey. This is also part of a, um Uh huh. They're bringing more characters into Epcot. Epcot is no longer going to be the Epcot you know. It's going to be a completely different thing. They're bringing in tons of characters. we got Guardians of the Galaxy going to show you about space. Moana is going to have a, a thing about water. And I think they're still going to try to be educational with things. They should. Because uh, the Moana is about like the path of water, something like that, journey of water. I forgot. Uh, it's, not, it's an attraction. It's not really a ride. I, I don't know that I got a good description of it, but this Moana thing is going to be probably pretty cool. And maybe they have a lot of neat fountains and stuff. But Epcot, they even showed a new map. They're even renaming some of the areas. It's going to be a different area. So Epcot's, and they, they, they've called it a transformation. There,
1: there, there could be good and bad about that. But yeah. I, I personally have always thought that, uh, just my opinion, I've always thought that there should be more of a character type of thing. About, if you're going to have movies about, let's say, Japan, there should be Mulan or whatever. Well, Mulan is Mulan. China. Oh, excuse me. Right. Uh, yeah. Pardon my stupidity. Uh, <laughs> but nice. Big
2: Hero Six. The,
1: the, okay, that, that, Although that's San
2: Francisco, it's San Francisco and Tokyo. It's a weird. Still,
1: though, there should be that kind something. of a character about yeah. that. Yeah, and
2: and you can because you know it's one of the things. Um, not Bob Iger, but um, Michael Eisner had went into Epcot and says, "Why don't we have any characters in here?"
1: Yeah, he was right.
2: And he, yeah, maybe needed some characters, you know. But they could have built, you know. Bring Figment back for crying out loud! I Get miss, the Dreamfinder back. I
1: miss the original. This just is me. Yeah. I miss that. Original.
2: And they're tearing out a lot of that area now, apparently yeah. too. So yeah. it's going to be an all new park. It's going to be very much intellectual property, which is okay. We'll see what you do, but I, I have a feeling there's a lot of people who have loved Epcot oh, the way yeah. it has been. They're going to they're going to be, be heartbroken.
1: The, I want the old ride. So, so, yeah.
2: Uh, all right. So, ooh, another thing. Uh, this I think is actually going on right now they need to build up because the Eternals they know a lot of we don't know nothing about the Eternals yeah, really so much yeah. so we're getting that movie they've got a Jack Kirby Eternals exhibit over in the one man's yes. dream thing so you can go and see some of the original cover art by with Jack Kirby because it was Jack Kirby's, Kirby's creation
5: yeah.
2: so they have a Jack Kirby exhibit which is cool I love Jack Kirby. Put my notes down here. I want to kind of keep going. I would say make a movie um, about him and, Jack, and Stan Lee. That
1: would be great. A Stan Lee movie would be great. It, well,
2: they'll probably do want a biography of Stan Lee and you could get Jack Kirby in there, Steve Ditko. Yeah, well, you Ditko, have a yeah. lot of people. Yeah, that'd be great. A new parade is coming to Disneyland called Magic Happens. It's going to feature music composed by some dude I've never heard of but the crowd really cheered when they announced him. I have no idea who this dude is. But they performed a song from it. It's not bad. I guess it's going to be the main song of it. But they're they're going to bring a lot of classic characters in. So, cool. New parade in Disneyland. But, of course, they've also got the Main Street Electrical Parade oh, is back. Yeah. It's back. And then we got a new parade premiering next spring called Magic Happens. Uh, oh, oh, I've got Listen for Star Wars. New sizzle reel expected to be seen Monday online. And, heck, yes, it did happen. Wow. Uh, we don't know what this means yet completely. But Ray. Had a double-bladed Kylo Ren-style red lightsaber. It was kind of flickery. I saw that. Don't know what this means, because they've been bringing the themes of a balance of the force. Yeah, and it folded like one, and then it popped over to double-bladed. Is she going full-on dark side, or is this this new style of we're sitting in the middle?
1: Or was it a vision?
2: Or as a vision of what could go wrong. That,
1: that's exactly what I was
2: thinking. Yeah, I've had that thought too. I've had that thought too. Plus, we got to see a new poster that looks very classic style Star Wars. Has the Emperor kind of faded into a, like a background thing. Now, one thing I've noticed, and this has been been my thing. I've, I've brought this up on some videos. On the poster, you see Rey and Kylo Ren are, are dueling. But if you look at it, Kylo Ren is being backed towards like a cliff. It's, it looks like it's part of like the Death Star 2. But... One of the problems that has been that Kylo Ren has never seriously been a threat to Rey. Yeah, I even just watched a YouTube video that's talking about what seems to be wrong with some action movies these days, and even in the Jones Four, you've got a hero that seems to be always on top of things. Yeah, when you look at the old Indiana Jones, and they use this a, like a right prime right. example. He was always making this up as I go. Yeah, and he'd, he, you have a moment of breaking point, like they were showing, like the big you know chase with all the trucks, and he's trying to get the ark. He's having a near-death experience. He has a breaking point where it's, if he doesn't do something now, he's done for. And he ends up getting drugged behind the truck and climbs his way back after he's been punched and shot and everything. And he fights his way back. You have to have those moments. Even Superman has a breaking point moment in that original movie. He, he fails. Yeah. Oh, one of the greatest, like, moments. It was, yeah. And then he breaks the code and he reverses. He interferes with human, you know. you have that... And in
1: fact, he wouldn't have gotten out of the water if
2: it had not been for the gals. Yeah. 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 Ray hasn't really. The closest thing Ray has had was when she got captured. But oh, but she was on top of that when she got captured because she suddenly got force abilities that she never learned how to use. So, and that's been a problem that I'm like, she's cool. I like her, but she'd be better if they let her have some failings and yeah. come back. So she I'm, I'm be- hoping maybe that's this. Yeah. Maybe she'll fall yeah. into the dark side and then has to come back and be the hero that we need her to be. Yeah, she has a weakness of some sort. She needs to have a weakness. Yeah. And I have not really seen a weakness because she's even beat Luke Skywalker. Yeah. She whooped him no problem. And the closest thing she's had, to, other than that, to a mistake was thinking maybe Kylo Ren could come to the light side. But that's that's not really a flaw. No,
1: in fact, if anything, there's...
2: That's, that's there's a good a quality weakness, that you, you're going to try. I mean, it, it didn't work that way for her. But that's not a failing on her part. That was on his. That was on him, you know. But that's her nobility yeah, of, of giving people the chance. Yeah. Even despite what he had done, she was going to give him a chance.
4: Yeah.
2: Now, we did see a moment of weakness there with Snoke. Yeah, because we saw how powerful Snoke was, but he got snuffed pretty easily by Kylo Ren. So I mean, we have like moments that are close, but I don't feel like we've really gotten that point where she's has she's she's losing. She needs to like somehow lose everything and come back, or have that thing where she's barely have gotten to be alive. Because Luke had that moment; Luke got his butt kicked by Darth Vader in Empire. See,
1: in the first, you have movie, to they did, have that. They did good with it because she was this young. Yeah, they, it was the second one. which that's where she should have fallen.
2: That's when we should have to see her. Even even though in the first one, you can have that... Because, I mean, heck, Luke has even a moment where he's at a breaking point. He's lost everything. He's all alone. Yeah. And then he hears Obi-Wan's voice. But in that second... Obi-Wan's voice calling him to the Force. In that
1: second one, she... Did in
2: my opinion too well in her training because he went yeah no she problems. and she spent a couple of days yeah, teaching he, herself he, and room. then man when he was
1: training he was getting that he,
2: yes it's
1: not kicked out of
2: him Ray has never really had a good training so I hope there's a good gap in this yeah, but in uh, and even Luke so we were talking about him getting defeated by Darth Vader Luke's failing in Return of the Jedi he nearly goes full dark side oh no, he, he loses it in anger that's what makes a hero fall down as far as you can go yeah, and then yeah. come back. Ray, please has that moment in this one, and maybe that's what we're seeing as she does fall. Yeah. But then, what have I done? And she comes back and beats the hero and saves the galaxy, and then Ray—that's right. what I want so bad. Let her. Says
1: how let her. Have to get let her get hit and
2: get back up again. <laughs> that's right. That's what I want so bad for the rise of Skywalker because. I think she is a Skywalker and oh, she will be that. the one that rises because she's going to fall and she's going to rise.
1: I, 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 when people it would say, be awesome. Yeah, but it says in the movie that I uh, was quoting that second one, but it says that she went, yeah, it was kind. He, he was. He's full of it. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Kylo, he's dark side. He can lie. Yeah. he get away with it. He don't have to know anything. And he doesn't have to say anything. I bet the Emperor knows if he's alive or if it's just his influence is still around. He might be a clone of the Emperor. I don't know what that is about yeah. either yet. But we're going to learn some secrets.
1: And, and I'm going to be – maybe I'm the only one who says this. I didn't hate – that
2: last movie, I did, it yeah, Last I, it's it's entertaining. Yeah, it's got problems, and I can yeah. agree with some people's problems. Yeah. I still enjoyed it though. me too well, yeah. I need to watch it again before the next one yeah, out. I up.
1: actually enjoyed a lot of things. Yeah, I didn't think it was the greatest movie of all time. Yeah, but you know what? I'm I, I, sorry to say this. I think the same thing about the first one.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. not perfect, but I, it's but it's fun
1: about about a lot of the films. Yeah, but it uh, doesn't mean I hate them. Yeah, that's just how they
2: And I've still enjoyed them. Yeah. So I'm still having a good time. That's I'm right. still enjoying Theater. I still watch them. There's only <laughs> one the Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Alright, let's see if I have any other notes here. I've got a thing trying to tell me I need an update and it's getting in my way. Uh, but I think that pretty much wraps up everything of D23 that we had. Uh, I will go ahead and ask y'all, get on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, leave us a nice review. I haven't gotten any new reviews this year. I, I was kind of surprised by that. So I can use some new reviews. Also, your Patreon support means the world to me. That helps keep this show going. So if you have not already, go on to Patreon.com. I got links on the website. And go for just as, I'm not even asking much, for as low as a dollar, you can actually get ad-free versions of the podcast. You'll get your own RSS feed. But this is all the fun we can have for today. Uh, I've got some audio coming from Eric... For He just came back from Walt Disney World's version Yay. of Galaxy's Edge. Yay. So, I don't know how long we've been talking. I'll see if I can squeeze it into this show. It'll be this week or next week.
5: Yeah. Hello, Neverlanders. This is Lost Boy Eric Yensid reporting in after my excursion to Batuu, to Black Spires Outpost, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I was fortunate enough to attend a, an annual passholder preview of Galaxy's Edge at Walt Disney World this last week. And let me tell you, it amazed me. It shocked me. It surprised me. I absolutely loved this opportunity, being able to go into this brand new land, to this new experience that has, you know, it's a, it's a new planet, a new place. For Star Wars, and I gotta tell you, I cannot believe how immersive and how incredibly mind-boggling this new land happens to be. Now, uh, you may already know, uh, Galaxy's Edge out in Disneyland opened back in May, uh, officially uh, the end of May, and they had several uh, previews, and it's been going for you know a few months now without any problem. And what they have at Walt Disney World, it's almost like they picked it up and put the exact same thing down in place at Disney Hollywood Studios in Florida. Now, there are a few slight differences. I haven't been to Disneyland, so I couldn't comment directly. But there's a little bit more space, a little bit more openness. Uh, There's also some differences in uh, the food and the drinks that they have available between uh, the two lands in California and in Walt Disney World. I was really looking forward to trying some uh, Mayloran juice. Uh, unfortunately, that's exclusive to Disneyland. It's not available at Walt Disney World. But with that being said, uh, I had a really great and fantastic time. I've got to tell you, it was absolutely amazing and it was wonderful. And like I said, you're stepping in to this living, breathing world of Batu. Now, uh, I probably ought to explain. I was able to go on Tuesday, the uh, 20th of, Mar- uh, of August. That's right. Tuesday, the 20th of August. Uh, I had uh, my two youngest kids with me, uh, my son, who is 11, and my daughter, who is 7. Um, and they have both been primed wholly for Star Wars. They've you know, been raised with watching the movies. Uh, they've been excited to see all of the new films that come out. Um, if you haven't listened to the show previously, as we've talked about Star Wars, you know, let me just say I am a Star Wars fanatic. I am a Star Wars devotee, uh, and I have, you know, pretty much I, I'm an apologist for everything Star Wars. I, uh, you know. If it's Star Wars, I'm going to like it, whether it's uh, new Star Wars, whether it's prequels, whether it's the original trilogy, uh, if it's the expanded universe. I got to tell you, I was so glad when Disney brought back, uh, bought Star Wars back in uh, 2012 and uh, we had Chewie come back because I really didn't like the way that Chewie was uh, written out of canon back in the uh, extended universe. Anyhow. But I love Star Wars. Um, never had much money growing up so I only had a few of the characters and never had any of the vehicles um, but at least I could always pop in and watch the movie uh, whether it's on an old uh, 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 video disc or tape or you know when I moved to college the first thing I bought was a special edition on... Uh, VHS and I had to get a letterbox even though I knew it was going to be shrunk on my TV that I love Star Wars and this part is so amazing. Uh, we got there the morning of the ninth we were or I'm sorry the morning of the 20th we were among the uh, first people that were uh, lined up and ready to go into the park. Now, uh, Hollywood Studios opened at 9 a.m. that morning. We actually got there about 7.30. Uh, we went and waited at uh, uh, Bag Check, um, which uh, actually Hollywood Studios over the past year has been expanding their uh, front entrance area So, with the anticipation of Galaxy's Edge coming. Uh, so they've expanded all of their Bag Check stations. Um, we were able to Actually, because it was just me and my two kids, we didn't have any bags on us, we were just able to walk on through, uh, through the no-bag line. Uh, got up and waited at the uh, entrance turnstiles for maybe about a half hour. Um, they actually opened... They didn't officially open the park, but they let us walk into the park starting at 8 a.m. And then uh, they held us at the... Actually, I don't think they even held us at the edge of the street. They allowed us to walk all the way over to where the Muppet Theater is. Now, the entrance to uh, Galaxy's Edge is just past the Muppet Theater uh, there in Hollywood Studios. So we walked up there. They had it all cordoned off. Uh, we had to show um, a piece of paper that we printed out with our confirmation on. It had to have our tickets checked. In our case, we just had to have our magic bands checked. And then they led us into the opening area it looks like there's kind of a, a of a bridge is what you're walking under and as you walk in you'll notice that the walls uh, go from stone work to what appears to be actual stone but it's uh, look like it's been carved sideways. Um, you have to round a corner to the right before you actually can get into the land now they first let us just barely inside of this uh, opening then they let us right to where it opens up into the land. And I'd say maybe about 8.15 or 8.30, they officially let us walk into the land. Now, they were well prepared for a large group and a large crowd coming in. There had to have been well over a 1,000 people standing there waiting to get in. And it was very orderly. We went right up front, but we were fairly close to the front. Um, they uh, had several cast members who were walking arm-in-arm, hand-in-hand, uh, so that you could not walk past them and get around them. And they led us along the uh, easternmost, or let's see, I guess there would be the westernmost edge of the park, or of uh, Galaxy's Edge. Uh, We could see the entrance area for Rise of the Resistance, which is scheduled to open in December in Florida and in January out in California. Uh, We walked past the entrance to the Marketplace, What excited me is, uh, before too long, we could see where the Droid Depot was, and we walked past the Blue Milk area. Um, Of course, this line was preparing uh, and directing us to go to the attraction that's open in the land, Smuggler's Run. Uh, We walked past the entrance to Oga's Cantina. There were actually people already uh, in line waiting to go in there. Um, But we turned one corner... And there it is in all of its glory, a life-size Millennium Falcon. I honestly can't tell you what kind of emotions I felt as I looked and saw this. Um, Steam rising off of it, uh, coming out of vents, um, lights on, it's just... Here's a vehicle that you've only seen in films and in your imagination. And all of a sudden, it's right there in front of you in real life. The line wraps around behind the Millennium Falcon and enters into uh, Onaka transportation. You're actually uh, being recruited by Hondo Onaka from uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels to operate the Millennium Falcon and go on a special run, uh, a smuggler's run. Now, uh, as you're walking through la- the line there in the uh, in the queue, uh, you hear that Hondo doesn't like to be called a pirate. He doesn't want his operations to be interpreted as uh, having anything, any impropriety, but of course this is Hondo Onaka. This is who he is. This is what he does. Um You walk through a uh, construction bay where you can see uh, an engine being, I don't know, rebuilt or being worked on. There's grease. It's got a smell of a shop as you're in there. Uh, It's funny. You can see the base to an R2 droid with a top off, and there's just a bunch of junk that's sitting in there. You know, like you might see in an oil drum, an empty oil drum in an auto body shop or something. Um, it just felt lived in it felt used and it it was again it it was just something incredible Um, eventually the queue goes up to a second level and it takes you past a series of windows in which you can look out and you can look over the Millennium Falcon as it's sitting outside and again you're just seeing this massive life-size ship, and it's incredible to view. It's incredible to see. You continue walking, and you come to an area where you start to learn a little bit more of the story. Uh, you're actually greeted by Honda Onaka, and the animatronic that they are using is absolutely incredible and lifelike. Uh, Hondo Doesn't move from side to side so much as he does turn around, he gestures, he looks. Uh, He actually interacts with Chewbacca on a video screen. You know, it's the Millennium Falcon. Uh, Chewbacca is there. This is very firmly in the sequel trilogy um, uh, timeline. So, you know, this is the time of Rey and Finn and Poe. And definitely, you know, after the passing of Han Solo. Because, you know, honestly, I don't think Han would let uh, Hondo get anywhere near the Millennium Falcon. Uh, Hondo explains what it is that you're doing. Everybody in your group, uh, you're divided into parties of six. And you are given uh, one of three responsibilities. Two people are pilots, two people are gunners, and two people are engineers. And what you're going to be doing is you're going to be piloting, you're going to be running the Millennium Falcon... Uh, and as you're going through this experience, two people have to pilot it. Make sure that you don't run into any rocks or um, have you know, make sure you don't make any mistakes during uh, uh, maybe some imperial entanglements. Yeah, I know it's first order, not the Empire, but still. Um, after you uh, get Onaka's uh, introduction, you walk into an airlock. And after about 30 or 40 feet, you actually enter into the Millennium Falcon. In fact, you don't just enter into any specific section of the Millennium Falcon. First, you see those curved walls. I saw that and I said, "Chewie, I'm home." But you walk into uh, the living area. You know where the Dejara table is—that little holographic chess table. I just about lost it when I saw that. Uh, I told my kids, you guys have to sit down. Let me take a picture. And then someone offered to take my picture with them. Uh, If there isn't anything that's going to prep you for this ride, then I don't know what is. But that is, again, mind-blowing. You get called up, and you're told, okay, it's your party's time to prepare to take off. So you get in line, you turn in your cards. They're all color-coded. So there's a red group, and a gray group, and a purple group, and a blue group, and a green group. And they could all be, you know, people from all these groups can be there waiting for their opportunity to go in and pilot. Uh, As you enter into the cockpit, you're going to, in the hallway, you notice that there's some uh, boxes and some rope um, piled up off to the side. Just keep that in mind. You then of the cockpit. Sit down. And it's everything you'd expect for the the Millennium Falcon. Um, The ride, I don't know how to begin to describe it and I don't want to give away too many spoilers, but if you're a pilot, one person is responsible for the up-and-down motion, another person is responsible for the side-to-side, as well as taking you into hyperspace. Engineers are responsible for pressing buttons, Uh, bringing up shields, uh, making sure that uh, if something goes a little haywire, you can press a button and keep it from going haywire. And the gunners, you're responsible for the guns as well as missiles uh, because you are going to have an opportunity to utilize those in this ride. Uh, The ride is also designed to be a game to see how much and how often um, or how well you do. Now, one thing that was mentioned in all the uh, promotional materials the ride is, you know, people are going to know, or the people of Batu are going to know how you did on that ride. So if you crash the Millennium Falcon, they're going to be saying you better watch out. If you did a great job piloting it, they're going to say, wow, I heard you did a fantastic job. I didn't get to encounter any of that, but I did have the opportunity to ride Smuggler's Run twice. And the second time that we went on, uh, I realized Um, there's a little portion where Hondo gives you an update on what it is that you're doing, but he said, I see some of you are new and there are others who are back again. So within the ride, it will recognize if you've been on it before. Again, it's incredible. You're sitting there riding around, you're going into hyperspace, you're fighting, uh, TIE fighters, um, and you've got a mission, uh, which as far as I can tell, it's the same mission on every ride that you take. But you know, you're know, you scored on how well you do on that mission, and you make your way back to Batu. Um, As you exit, you can look off to the side, and I mentioned there's a few things piled up. Um, I don't know if this occurs if you do good or if you do well, but all of that stuff that was piled up is now spilled across the floor. Um You exit out the airlock, and you then go ahead and proceed towards the exit of the building. I don't know how many uh, ride sections they have for people to go in and uh, participate in the ride, but it is a very long walk from exiting that cockpit until you exit the the building. They do uh, make it interesting. Um, You can see one point where it looks like a Rathar has been uh, stuck in carbonite. And it's just sitting against the wall. Uh, With a Rathapar, I would be quite happy to make sure that they are left sitting against the wall. After we rode Smuggler's Run, I wanted to go and buy myself a droid at Droid Depot. So as we're walking our our way back there, I stop and I realize, you know what? There is the blue milk stamp. I may as well try it. Try the blue milk. Um, It's been described as having kind of a coconutty flavor. I think it's made out of coconut milk, to be honest. But it's also served kind of frozen and slushy. I'll tell you, I really liked it. There's also a green milk version. Uh, I didn't see any fallow beasts around, but there is a green milk version, which uh, some people say has kind of a, a plant taste. I didn't try it, so I honestly couldn't tell you about that. But as far as the blue milk... It was a hit with me. I got to go back and I've got to have some more. So we rounded the corner, we went into Droid Depot, and I went ahead and I made a brand new friend. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. A brand new friend. Isn't that right? Isn't that right? And my new friend doesn't want to talk or say anything here to me. One moment. <laughs> That's right. I built myself an R unit. Um, The uh, experience in Droid Depot is really kind of fun. Now it is expensive. Uh, The droids are $99 a piece. You can uh, have your choice of either making an R2 unit or a BB unit. Now um, the way that you go through this is you actually uh, set, you advise them as you enter uh, what type of droid you would like and you pay the The price for it, and you know, by the way, they use credits, they don't talk about dollars or Disney dollars or anything like that. So, you pay your 99.99 credits, and they give you a little crate that uh, based upon whatever type of droid you want, it'll show you the different parts uh, that you need to create a droid. And you take that over to a conveyor belt. This conveyor belt is filled with several different parts and pieces for both types of droids. Not only does it have your basic R2 parts, but uh, you've got a number of different domes. So you can get like a a clear dome with blue highlights on it. You can get a white dome with green highlights on it. You can get a black dome. Um, Same thing with the bodies. You can get a white body, a red body, or a blue body. There may have been some others as well. I kind of lost track of it. Um, But uh, with the R2, you actually get the dome, you get the body... You get the two legs, which are wrapped together, and then you get his third leg, the one that goes up underneath. And once you've got all of these pieces collected and you've decided what color you want, um, you then pick it up and you take it over to an assembly station. And there it's got instructions as to what you need to do first. Um, It's actually got uh, some uh, drills nearby that you can pull down and use because there are parts that need to be drilled together or, uh, you know, screwed together. On both types of droids. And then once you've got it built, one of the assistants will come over. They will put it in a little uh, open box area and you then activate your droid. You press a big yellow button and you can see it go through certain steps as it activates. Really what they're doing is they are getting the Bluetooth remote connected to the droid. But um, you know it's, it's a fun little experience as you bring your droid to life. Isn't that right? Yeah, definitely. They then allow you the opportunity to go ahead and move the droid around a little bit in there, and they'll box it up for you. Uh, The box has actually got some openings, and what you'll find as you take your droid throughout uh, throughout, uh, Black Spire Outpost is it's going to interact with certain things, or rather react with certain things. If you go over to an area where there is a uh, First Order ship, Kylo Ren's bound to be there, there are stormtroopers bound to be there, your droid is going to react to the First Order being there. Likewise, if you take it over to the Resistance area, uh, where there are A-Wings and an X-Wing, and you'll find Rey and Chewbacca about, it'll react differently to Resistance people. Now, in addition to the droids, there's also accessories that you can buy. Uh, Probably best known are personality chips, where there are two personality chips uh, that are aligned with the resistance two personality chips aligned with the first order and then two personality chips which are aligned with smugglers and if you insert these personality chips into your droid that's also going to change the way that it reacts and that it sounds we bought a uh, uh, resistance chip for my droid and To be honest, I was a little surprised that it wasn't sounding like the regular R2. I would think R2, he's resistance, he's a rebel. And it wasn't until I took it out and started using my R2 droid without the chip that he started making the sounds as though it's a regular old R2-D2. That's right. Now R2-D2, or like I said, R2s are not the only droids that are available. There are also BB-8 droids, or BB droids. again, these come in a variety of colors. Um, You have to get a power core. You have to get two sides to a sphere. um, And then the headpiece has two parts. And it's really amazing to see how that one fits together and how everything comes together for the BB droids. After we bought my R2, we went out, we used it a little bit. I thought, you know what? He needs a friend. So we went back and I bought one for my kids. Unfortunately... Our BB droid has a bad motivator in it, which we didn't realize until we got back home. A um, little bit of uh, information here. You're not allowed to have your droid out and moving in Batuu. They actually tell you that Oga, of Oga's Cantina, doesn't like droids. And if they see a droid, they're going to come and confiscate it. Well, that's really it's because they don't want you to have your droid out and have somebody accidentally kick it and have it get broken. The droids are very, they're they're maybe about a foot, foot and a half high. Um, They're very easy to miss if you're not looking down and watching out for them. So, we didn't have much of an opportunity to really uh, have the droids out and using the remote controls with them. So, it wasn't until we got home that we realized our BB 8 seems to favor turning the left. It turns out that uh, there's an issue with one of the wheels in there in the motor so we're actually working with disney merchandising to try and get this corrected um hopefully we don't have to go all the way back out to florida to get it corrected but you know we'll see what happens there anyhow uh despite that issue it's still great seeing how these bb-8 units work um, and how practical they are with uh you know what we know from them from the movies and how that head stays upright Uh, It has to do with uh, magnets and how the core interacts inside of the sphere in and of itself. Wow, I did not expect this to go this long. Um, To sum up, Galaxy's Edge, for me, as a lifelong Star Wars fan, as a kid who sat there with my dad on Saturday afternoons watching A New Hope, this was an absolutely fantastic experience. And... If you're like me, I know you're gonna love this new land. Yeah, you know, I know they're. Uh, you know, we've talked in the past about people who have uh, trouble accepting the new canon, Disney Star Wars, if you will. You know what? Just let go of it. Just go and enjoy it for what it is. It's not a Disney park. You're actually on Batuu. People are the the cast members who work there. They're citizens of Batuu. They live there. They work there. This is their lives. They've created characters, um, you know, to explain why they live on Batuu, what they're doing there. Um, Are they for the Resistance? Are they for the First Order? Or are they, like, like Oga, out for themselves? It's interesting. I cannot wait to go back. Galaxy's Edge opens up in Walt Disney World to the general public this coming Thursday, the 29th of August. Um, It is expected to be busy. I know one of the things that they are going to be implementing are boarding parties. So if you happen to go out there, uh, if the park is busy, um, you're not going to be able to necessarily walk up directly into Galaxy's Edge, but you'll be able to join a boarding party. Uh, You'll need to use the My Disney Experience app uh, and set up your boarding time. And when the park is available and open for you to enter it, or the land rather, you will get a note, a message and tell you, okay, you may now come in and enter. If you can go, go. This is an incredible experience. I cannot wait to go back. There are still so many things I want to do. I didn't have a chance to go to Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities. I didn't get to see Docking Bay 7 where they've got a quick service restaurant. Um, the little stores in the marketplace are neat. They're like little of out of the way places selling different things. There's one, uh, uh, a pet shop where you can buy a poured puppet, or you can buy a loth cat, or you can buy a dewback, or a puffer pig. Of course, just stuffed animals. But in this little shop, they've got a loth cat sleeping in a cage. You can hear it snore and see it breathing in and out. Uh, you've got Toy Dairy and Toy Makers where there's uh, you know, again, they're toys, but outside they've got you know kid-sized racers. What's that R2? I am taking too long. Oh man. Well, I. Again, this is just an incredible experience. I'm I cannot wait to go back. I cannot say enough good things about this. Again, I love Star Wars. I am eager and excited and looking forward to Rise of Skywalker, to The Mandalorian to the new season of Clone Wars, to everything that's on its way. All of the content. Um, But this, you are stepping in, and you are living in Star Wars when you visit Galaxy's Edge. With that said, I'm Lost Boy Eric. Thank you. Have a great day.